Hello out there and welcome. Thank you for tuning in to a yet another episode of Tea and Tights, a British wrestling podcast uh, presented to you by Kuru Media and the Big Fat Geek Life on Facebook page. Uh, we are also featured on Bodyslam.net. I am your host, the great British Ataku, Mr. Andrew Moore, CEO of Kuru Media and Kuru Collections, as well as the freelance com- freelance for Bodyslam.net with wrestling articles. I am joined today by the tribal chief of the Big Fat Geeks, the founder of the Big Fat Geek Life page. How are you doing today, Mr. Stephen Salden? I'm all good, thank you very much. Awesome. And of course, we have with us the wrestling tea collector, Big Daddy Dan. How are you, Daddy Dan? I'm all good, thank you very much. I'm um, currently being attacked by my cats, but other than that, all is great. <laughs> Excellent. Have you bought any new t-shirts this week? No, but I have got a very cool Mick Foley hat. Ooh, awesome. It has a barbed wire wreath with a picture of Mick in the middle and St. Mick underneath. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, have you seen the new designs for Gaijin Worldwide? Yes, I have. Um, I've been um, having a look at their website. A couple of the new designs came up on Twitter. Mm. And um, I, I, I had a little peruse. Yeah, no, I'm a big, big fan of their designs. Uh, they actually released a statement today that says if the UK does go into lockdown, uh, it shouldn't affect them. Uh, they do have uh, four fulfillment centers that are actually around the world. So if you want some wrestling merch, check out the merchstand.co.uk as well as grapsapparel.com. Anyway, as I was saying, this is a British wrestling podcast. We try to bring to you all the Brit Rets news from around the scene, from events to results to just the news, basically. Uh, we also give you a recap and review of the latest NXT UK on BT Sport and the WWE Network. Uh, we've got plenty of news this week. We've actually got lo- loads of news. We'll try to get through it quite quickly. Uh, so we'll do news and then we'll be talking about the NXT UK. We'll be doing our review and recap. We do have a few news bits about uh, the WWE, which we'll get into afterwards. Uh, we also, due to Drew McIntyre, unfortunately losing his title at Hell in a Cell, uh, we're going to be looking back on Drew McIntyre's career as a whole uh, for a bit of a Drew appreciation night on this. I was going to say, considering we are Brit rest, we have totally unappreciated him <laughs> sometimes, so this is duly deserved. Yes, it is. Yes, because as you say, he's on the main roster and many, most of us uh, don't really watch the main roster anymore. So, no, But we've no. been checking out uh, all the documentaries for Drew McIntyre uh, as well as the Evolve on the WWE Network, which has the best of Drew McIntyre. So we will on this episode be appreciating Drew McIntyre on this five-star edition of NXT UK and Tea and Tights. Right. I think it's about time to uh, get into the news. Okay, so the APPG Wrestling have received a, res- a response from Parliament uh, regarding 
clarifying the position of wrestling promotions uh, under regulations, uh, looking at uh, government bodies and running safely during this uh, time of global pandemic with the uh, COVID issues. Uh, so on the 16th of October, the APBG, Alex Davis as the co-chair, uh, wrote to Parliament and <clears throat> launched this inquiry into British wrestling. This is mainly following the speaking out uh, movement, the lack of regulations within the Brit rest scene, just to evaluate what can be done to help British wrestling, because that's what we all want. We all want to see British wrestling thrive. It's a fantastic scene. And so uh, I sent you guys some uh, details on it. Uh, Daniel, what's your impression? It's great to see it being taken so seriously by central government. Um, straight away, they're coming up with ideas that um, wrestling should be following the performing arts guidelines during um, lockdown. And I think that's good because it means they're respecting wrestling on a high level. Um, mm. And wrestling deserves respect. Um, they're looking to set up the, um, a full investigation and suggestions, including um, having a UK governing body of wrestling. And that has a lot of potential. I mean, you look at the old school NWA setup in America, mm. while theoretically it was meant to be making sure that all of the companies worked together and followed a certain thing as opposed to it was just a money making. Um, in the UK, I believe we have over 100 different promotions at the moment. It's uh, a ridiculous amount of promotions. Anybody right now can go set up a promotion. Anybody can right now go set up a wrestling academy. No background checks, no nothing. As long as you can get the right permits and the right things, yes. Uh, there used to be a British Wrestling Federation uh, back in the era of World of Sport, uh, which mm -hmm. connected all of these promotions. Uh, now, the reason it kind of stopped and the reason it doesn't work in America anymore is actually down to the talent because the talent are like, well, no, F you, we're going to just go set up our own uh, promotion and I'm going to perform and I'm going to be the top guy and I'm going to get all of my friends here to perform in this uh, show. And that's really where I think, I'm not saying that's definitely the issue because there are great uh, companies run by uh, Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews. Uh, there's a great company in Wales that's run by Flash Morgan Webster and Mike Hitchman. Uh, so, but I would like to see it be regulated. I think it's definitely the safest thing to do. Um, more and more people are getting involved in training um, from a younger and younger age. I mm. uh, think that it is definitely the right thing because at the moment, as far as licensing goes, because I'm, I'm a local councillor, um, believe it or not, people actually voted for me. <laughs> um, and I am vice chair of licensing. And so far, I believe pretty much the only thing as a wrestling company you need to do is when you are putting on a show, the venue has to have a license. Mm. But nine times out of 10, you're putting on shows in large venues, which have 
covering licenses for everything. So it's it's very rare. I think we've only had one wrestling license request come through in the last year and a half. I mean, Sally, you were saying that you thought the response was a bit uh, wishy-washy, like, because as, as Daniel mentioned, they said, oh, yeah, they should just follow the rules of... Uh, performing arts. Performing arts. Yeah. But then on a, and then on, like, a paragraph later, it's like, oh, yeah, you just need to be like the uh, sports and karate. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's... It, yeah. I'm no... I know, you know... They were saying for, what was it they said, for karate, non-contact, which I don't understand how you can do martial arts with non-contact. But these guys are just all contact mm. with a little bit of drama in between. You say drama, but, you know, it's, um, yeah, they, they need to, they need, like, like we said, they need to get a governing body in place because until then, it's the Wild West. Everybody yeah. does what they please. I mean, because um, that's what they said. They like, oh, they just regulate themselves. Just leave them to it. But uh, luckily, Alex Davis is uh, pushing that situation. She's uh, continuing that she still wants more clarification. And I think most of us do. Uh, mm. This is, you know, followed up because a Scottish wrestling promotion, Fierce Females, uh, recently spoke to BBC News. And what they've spoken about is, yeah, getting coaches regulated. Uh, yeah. You know, she's still like, when she, when she heard about all the allegations and whatnot from the Speaking Out movement, she did say that there were a lot of things that she didn't even know about. And then by the time you find out a story, there's 10 times more behind it. And inappropriate sexual behavior, bullying, drugs at shows, and so forth. Uh, so from now on, uh, they have said that any adults who come through the fierce female school are now required to have a PVG checked. And uh, this is to make you know the place as safe as possible. Uh, and they'll be sharing information between other schools so that any trainees that are involved can be looked after uh, and as I say they have actually appointed a safeguarding officer so somebody that they can actually go and talk to uh, ICW did chip in with a statement and they've come with we've created an official code of conduct a dignity at work policy employed welfare officer and now carrying out personal checks on all performers and crew now, of course, ICW have been called out because uh, they are the largest promotion in Scotland. And throughout all of this, they have remained quite quiet. And, of course, there are a lot of allegations towards performers who were at uh, ICW, Joe Coffey, Wolfgang. And we'll talk about them a little bit later. Uh, so, again, you know, this is Fierce Females saying, yes, this is what we should do. So promotions, there are good promotions out there that want to get a governing body. This Females was founded by um, Mikey Whiplash, who was one of the um, ICW originals and a former yes. champion of theirs. 
and they do um, share most of their roster with ICW. So that's the reason ICW were making the comments on the same thing. Um, mm. I think... Yeah, it's now actually using... owned by Brooke Badgley. Uh, Mikey Whitback yeah. uh, is nothing to do with Fierce Females at anymore. this time anymore. He has gone from the thing because, mm. of course, there were certain things said about him during the... Uh, pandemic and fierce females made the right choice to get rid of him yeah Sorry, i think i think icw working with fierce females might well be their way forward yeah i think so too and it's uh yeah again it's just regulations isn't it Salden? yeah that's it they just need to bring in if everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet you know it will work Mm. But you just... people weren't knobs. What? Well, okay. yeah, exactly. Because could, could you <laughs> imagine, it, exactly. if the promotions did actually work together, they could probably create better budgets, create better shows throughout the country, less shows because we can get rid of some of the promotions that shouldn't be running, and we yeah. can get the right promotions doing the right thing. And we could have a connection where storylines go between like the old WOS. And maybe we could have a TV program, uh, you know, a wrestling show from UK, maybe on Channel 4 or Vice or something like that. Get British wrestling back on TV. A territory system. Yeah, place, a territory yeah. system. Yeah. <laughs> like they used to do on Challenge. Mm. Um, they used to have a weekly British wrestling show showing um, show, uh, matches from Rev Pro, Progress, ICW. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was fun. Right. Anyway, Marty Skrull, speaking of people who have been accused of things during the uh, speaking out movement. So Marty Skrull has actually been removed from the active roster page on the ROH website. Uh, as I say, during the speaking out movement, there were allegations made about Skrull uh, involving him and an intoxicated young girl. Uh, she was 16 at the time. He was 26 at the time. Uh, it was definitely inappropriate. Uh, Skrull, uh, as we know, he signed with ROH to a lot of people's surprise back in January. Uh, many people obviously assumed he would go to AEW and he shot the world by staying with ROH for a big money contract. Uh, he took over the booking. Uh, as of now, he is still employed, as far as people are aware. Uh, he is on hiatus and still under inve investigation, but obviously this doesn't look particularly good. What do you think, guys? Yeah. Like you say, it's not looking good for him, is it? <laughs> no. Why, why, why remove him? But, obviously, they're doing a lot more than... Uh, some other companies, aren't they? It's a good thing. They've Until, removed obviously, and they're going to do a proper investigation. And yeah. that's yeah. what should happen, an investigation. Exactly. If they just remove him and that's that, and they don't look into it, then it's not fair on the person <clears throat> that's made the accusation. Yeah, It's not fair on him either. They've got to do an investigation and find out what's going on. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's amazing. When he signed with Ring of Honor, it was just like, 
do you think he walked up with them and said, I want this much money, I want the book, I want everything, just so they would say no? And then they said yes, and he was like, oh, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love ROH. I love Ring of Honor. I do. Uh, ROH Pure Championship Tournament so far has been brilliant for guys like me who love pure wrestling. Uh, Lots of rules as well. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but I've really enjoyed ROH, and I think there are some great stars on ROH uh, within Rush, Dragon Lee, uh, Brody King, Flip Gordon re-signed. There are a lot of great talent over there. I mean, his Villain Enterprise people quickly uh, disassociated with Marty Skull as soon as the allegations came out. Brody Lee was like, right, I'm a singles person now. He does seem to be remaining in the tag team with Flip Gordon, who was also a member of the faction, but I'm assuming the faction is just gone. And uh, they've been uh, competing on the NJPW Strong, the USA show every Friday night. And that's on Fight TV or NJPW World. Okay. So there was a Sadie Gibbs interview actually this week uh, with Chris Van Verlay. Uh, Sadie Gibbs was a former AEW performer, uh, British wrestler. She's actually only been in the industry three years. Uh, I just I found out recently. Uh, she only made two appearances for AEW, but apparently there were going to be big plans for her. Mm. So much so that she was ready to move out to the United States. In fact, she was due to fly out to the United States five days after the travel restriction was put in place. So literally five days is the reason, because unfortunately she, along with B Priestley, uh, were released by the company back in August. Uh, you can check out her work mainly in companies like Pro Wrestling Eve or Stardom World. Uh, Wrestle Carnival have tweeted that they will be making their debut in London at the 229 Avenue in London uh, on the 31st of January. Depending, obviously. Fingers crossed. Because the tickets for the events are available through Wrestling Travel and a full refund will be given if the show is cancelled because of COVID. Good. So that's fantastic. Yeah, that means more people are more likely to buy it. Mm. Unless that guarantee was there, I wouldn't be parting with my money, but there you go. You said that that guarantee's there. What's to lose? Exactly. Uh, seems like it'll be a great show. Uh, there's no mention of who's on the card yet, so we'll keep an eye out for that and bring you the news as it comes. Uh, I also want to give them a big shout out because they partnered with a men's mental health charity, Blokes, small B, small L, big O, big K, ES, <laughs> Blokes, uh, and that's to promote uh, men's mental health. Uh, so, you know, it is okay not to be okay, guys. Uh, the world can be hard sometimes. And men, if you know, there are people we can call, uh, men and women, there are places you can call uh, and get the help if required. And uh, for men, you know, check out blokes if, there's, if you're having a few issues. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You don't have to do it on your own. 
Yeah, exactly. There's always, always help. And it is the hardest thing to turn around and say, I'm not okay. But at some point you have to do it. Otherwise, (laughs) you never will be okay if you don't stand up and face it and fight it. No, well said. Uh, So Rev Pro Wrestling Epic Encounters 4 was last Sunday while we were recording. Uh, I have the results here. So it's been on their site for a week. So hopefully you've seen it by now and I'm not spoiling the results. If so, I do apologize. But uh, Will Ospreay defeated JJ Gale. Uh, Kenneth Halfpenny defeated Brendan White. And that's our best of five series between uh, Kenneth Halfpenny and Brendan White. The score is now 2-2. Mark Haskins defeated Joel Redman. Mad Kurt defeated Dan Maloney. Ricky Knight Jr. defeated Kyle Fletcher. And in the main event, Giselle Shaw defeated B. Priestley to retain her women's championship title. Uh, That is an Excellent event. There were some great matches, some great stars there. Really recommend checking it out. Uh, Or, of course, you can check out RevPro's Epic Encounters 5, which has now been announced. And that will be on the 14th of November. And it will be streaming free on Twitch. Uh, In the match, you've got Bobby Tyler versus Zoe Lucas. Oh, sorry, Bobby Tyler and Zoe Lucas, who used to be members of the Tokyo Cyber Squad that was led by Hannah Kimura in stardom. Uh, And they're taking on Jamie Hayter and Bree Priestley, who are part of the Uedo Tai faction in We Are Stardom. So this match is literally coming out of stardom world. Uh, we also have another tag team match. Michael Oku, or the OJMO, and Connor Mills versus JJ Gale and Callum Newman. That match is going to be fast-paced. That match is going to be excellent. Uh, that match alone is probably well worth the... Well, you don't even have to pay. It's free on Twitch. I would definitely check that match out. It's going to be a cracker. It really is. Mm. Callum Newman is a 17-year-old lad, and he is amazing. Uh, another young, under the tutelage of Will Ospreay. So this is an up-and-comer that you really want to keep your eyes on because he's going to be a big star. Okay, Mad Kurt versus Robbie X. Robbie X is obviously a veteran of the British wrestling scene. And he isn't Scottish. And he's not Scottish. No, he is from Lincolnshire. He just used to wear a blue mask with a cross on it that made me think he was Scottish. I do apologise for that. (laughs) Uh, We have the fifth and final match of the Kenneth Halfpenny and Brendan White series. Uh, So this match will be a two out of three falls to really settle this score. I'm a big fan of Kenneth Halfpenny. He is a fantastic wrestler. Brilliant on the microphone. He kind of reminds me of Zach Gibson. I think in a few years, people will be taking their shoes off for him. Uh, Brendan White is an excellent wrestler. Big guy from Wales. Bear-like, just smashes people. This will be uh, a great match. So you also have Dan Maloney versus veteran Shah Samuel. Uh, 
Will That's I just going to be two very large men hitting each other with forearms for quite a while. Yes, that's going to be slapping. Although there was a match earlier, uh, sorry, on NXT TV, NXT UK this week, and we'll talk about it shortly. That was also very uh, thing. Uh, we also have Will Ospreay versus Ricky Knight Jr. for the British Heavyweight Championship. Again, it's Will Ospreay. It's pretty much guaranteed to be a good match. It's hard not for him to have a good match. And RKJ is good. I like RKJ a lot. I've seen him live a couple of times. Um, he's got a brilliant attitude as far as mm. wrestling goes. Um, maybe his Twitter game is a little bit... Um, could, could be controlled a bit more. Um, but in the ring, he is fantastic. And him together... Uh, with Osprey, I'm just I'm an excited man. I'm going to enjoy that match a lot. Yeah, it was it should be an excellent match. During Epic Encounters One, uh Will Osprey teamed with Michael Oku to take on Ricky Knight Jr. and Kyle Fletcher. A match that uh Ricky Knight Jr. and Kyle Fletcher won with RKJ pinning Will Osprey. Uh so this is going to be one hell of a main event, and it's certainly well worth checking out. Uh, Will Ospreay is currently in NJPW. He's got a match tomorrow, I believe. He's been tag teaming with the Great O'Khan, uh, a former tag team champion for Rev Pro Wrestling, with somebody we're going to talk about later. I'm not going to mention his name quite yet. Uh, so... Definitely go check that out. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. will be defending uh, his tag team titles as he teams with his tag team partner, Tai Chi, as they're known as Dangerous Techers. And they're going to be taking on Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. That should be an excellent match. I think it's time to talk about NXT UK. I think we've put it off long enough. One quick thing that I think we may have skipped... Pack returning to AEW. Yes, he is. Uh, it's just going to be a promo, I believe, on the 4th of November. Is that right? That's what I've heard so far. I really Wait, want to go back. Yes, you are quite right. Uh, so he is appearing. I'm assuming it's just going to be a promo. After months of isolation, we'll hear from the bastard Pack this Wednesday, November 4th. If so... he's bulked up anymore, he'll have exploded. Yeah, he's not somebody who could have actually improved his physique during this time because he's always looked amazing. It's, I tell you, uh, I, he, you've got to give him credit, though, because he's a bit like Eric Young, how he's gone from being Neville, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when he first turned up with his cape, I'm a superhero, to a man that gravity <laughs> forgot. Yeah, don't yeah. this demand of gravity forgot. Uh, yeah, Neville wasn't a great character, uh, really original. solidified himself in the 205 when he uh turned heel. Uh, yeah, I almost thought he was like a triple H cruiserweight. Yes, yeah, I like <laughs> it really that. did seem like that to me, but just was less burying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's going to be next? Obviously, he was in a Faction with Penta L Zero M and 
his brother Ray Phoenix. Phoenix. So, but they're now in a faction with Butcher and the Blade and Eddie Kingston. So let's see how that plays out. They were well, they they were murder triangle or murder the triangle or triangle the murder or something like that. Yeah, it, it was a crap name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, now they're just like the Pentagon of death, death or triangle. something. That's it. Death <laughs> triangle. It's absolutely death terrible uh, names. That's what you get when you uh, have wrestlers running a wrestling show. <laughs> okay. Is it time for uh, NXT now? Oh, yeah. It's time to talk about a five-star show. Well, we'll talk about something shortly. In the first match, it just got straight into the action. By the way, again, I'm going to say I really don't like the new music for the intro video. It's crap. It is terrible. When it was the grime music, it felt British as well because it was grime. It was... And now it's just some random. It's just it's poor. NXT yeah. UK change that. <laughs> anyway, please change. I'm not even saying please. No, just change it. It's awful. Uh, Alfie Valkyrie or Alfie Valkyrie. Oh, Valkyrie. Aoife. 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 Aoife Valkyrie. Alfie. Alfie. Alfie Valkyrie. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, I've got it written here. It says Al- Alfie Valkyrie, the company Viking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I want to see that now. I've got the beard Alfie for Valkyrie. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are sorry. Uh, so, what's her name? Sorry, Stephen. Aoife. We are sorry, Eva. From now on, you are Alfie. <laughs> Alfie Valkyrie. Don't ask me to spell it, though. <laughs> it is A L F O I E. No, it isn't. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> anyway, she was taking on uh, the London heavyweight Danny Luna, the bruiser that she is. Uh, this just felt like an exhibition or a practice match. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't much, was it? It was just... But it was the first time that we get to see the UK NXT Wall of Shame, as opposed to an entire Thunderdome. I was going to yes. say, was there a mini Thunderdome? I didn't yeah. notice it until Walter, so, like, the main event. So it was happening earlier on. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I missed yeah. it. It happened in the first match, and I was like... There you get a Thunderdome. We get oh, no, no. If, if we're gonna do it, it's gonna be it's the BT Studio Thunderdome. Uh, hang on a minute. We've had no bloody telling us to go and apply to be on it because I'll be on it if that was the case. Yeah. Well, I heard from the Grace Lukaku himself. Um, that there was going to be a big announcement of a, of a new face going to be seen. And then I saw Ooh. the wall of shame. And I was like, don't tell me that Stephen's got himself on that wall. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> because, as oh. again, we're going to say it, Stephen was at the last taping before lockdown. And I was at the first taping. <laughs> The circle was complete. So, as I say, it just felt like an exhibition or a practice match. There didn't really seem to be, it lacked any drama. 
yeah. the two girls, they didn't seem to... They, they didn't no beat the it. crap out of each other. There was really, yeah, there wasn't emotion. <laughs> there was a beautiful yeah. German suplex by Danny Luna at one point, and that's literally... Uh, yeah. And that, some good I, technical wrestling. That's what I've put down here. Nice suplex from Luna. Mm. <laughs> I... <laughs> Did put that as well. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We all agree that she delivered a beautiful German suplex. Uh, it was a dead weight one as well because she took lifted her from the ground and off, just slammed her down mm. hard. Uh, the Pele was... kick though, it was good. Oh, that was tough to watch. It mm. connected sort of like at mid thigh level. Yeah, that didn't quite uh, work prior to the. Uh... I love the. Jump in scissor kick from the, the diving scissor kick uh, that she does from, from that. But as rope, you say, yeah. the Pele Famous set it up. Rope. Famous off the top rope, but she does it more like a scissor kick rather than the uh, famous way you would. Sort of like it's the Booker T with the famous. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, as I say, it just lacked a uh, thing. And Valkyrie, she picked up the win. But mm-hmm. I honestly thought Luna came out of the match looking better. I, uh, I was uh, more impressed with Luna than I was with Aoife. Again, that's what I put down. I put Luna put on a good show that ends up losing. But yeah, I'm going to sound harsh this time and say I don't think either of them came out looking better. They both came out looking meh on this match. Yeah, as we say, it lacked the drama and it lacked mm. some emotion and that it just took away. It did just feel like an exhibition, a practice, like they, they were both, in the performance centre. Both center. had better matches. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, as I say, me and Stephen, we fought Luna. I'm not saying she came out looking better than she did going in. She just looked better no. in the match than Aoife. Yeah, she looked like she's got some promise going forward. Not saying that Aoife hasn't. Aoife has because of, I don't know, it's just an aura about her that she's going to be good. Um, yeah, and she's she very good, young you know? and yeah, she's, she's definitely... The, yeah, Danny that. Luna, from that match, she was the... put on the better better show, I felt. So, yeah. yeah, but Aoife's likely to be going on for a Kaylee LeRae. I think, she, I think they're building her for that. Uh, it was a Heritage Cup package, which yeah, let us know yeah. that uh, the semi-finals are next week, or just—is it one semi-final next week, or is it both? I think it's one. I think it's just the one, and uh, it will be Noam Dar versus A Kid, and the other semi-finals: Dave Mastiff versus uh, Trent Seven. Did you just? We're losing Salden because I had a little bit of interference by the fact that Walter. Oh, there, there was a package. Yes, there was a, a video package. We were you were skipping. All right. Uh, no, I was just wondering if you because yeah, I might not have heard you. I just wondered if you bypassed the fact that we saw Walter doing sex press ups backstage. You um. <laughs> <laughs> realize even even my fiance was like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> I, I he was doing yeah. a very strange press up. Uh, I'm sure it's a. Uh, Great exercise and great way to it, remember up before a match. It's based around yoga and the um, the downward dog into cat, and it stretches your lower back out as you do it. So, or as Stephen says, it's the so sex press up into a cat. Stephen, you press up. <laughs> yes. 
Let's go on to the next video. It was a take a promo. <laughs> it was a what promo? There was a promo for Taker. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, was, yes. Yeah. yes. I didn't, I didn't write that takers. down. It was an advert. <laughs> <laughs> but, advert. Uh, uh, so that's going to be free on the WWE Network. Sorry to go, Daniel. <laughs> Dan's getting excited. We're Dan's getting excited. <laughs> if you're not, I, 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 I saw the first one. I do need to watch it all. But for guys who don't have the network, it is now going to be available for free on the network. Go check it out. But that's not what I'm getting excited about. What I'm getting excited about was the next thing that happened. Okay. Here we are on episode six of Teen Titans. And I think in all of these episodes, I have mentioned a wrestler's name that's not on NXT UK. Here we go. Coming soon to NXT UK. Rampage Brown. I did have a little bit of a jumpy up and down moment. I was very, very happy. I also feel very, very bad um, for Ashton's tag team partner. Oliver Smith, yes, because he was... Because he he's going to get murdered. <laughs> he was a tag... Yeah, uh, they have a tag team. Uh, they were ICW tag team champions. Uh, I think they were tag team champions in progress for a little yep. while. Uh, so that's Ashton. Is it, it, it P.O.D.? Do you know what it? Did you know what it stands for? No. No. Neither do I. Pain of death, which is normally what you're going to get when you face Rampage Brown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like they're going to have him as the mouthpiece for the other two. But, no. Um... Personification of destruction. There well, you. Personification of destruction. So it's happened. Busy. We've got. Rampage and Primate signed to WWE. You wouldn't have thought that would have happened five years ago, would you? No. I mean, this is not actually this is not the first time he has had a WWE contract. He did have a del- uh, developmental contract, uh, and he performed for the FCW in Florida, and by the name of Monty Lynch. <laughs> And I do believe it's probably around the time of uh, when Duke Galloway was in uh, FCW. But yeah, Monty Lynch. But now he will be performing under the name Rampage Brown. And of course, uh, they have already applied for a trademark. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of trademarks once we finish our NXT roundup. Uh, but yeah, Rampage Brown has been uh, a champion in... Rev Pro Wrestling. He was actually the current tag team champions at Rev Pro Wrestling uh, with the Great Okan, who's currently in New Japan in uh, Will Ospreay's Empire faction. So I'm assuming they're going to get vacated. He was the last champion of uh, British Wrestling Revolution in Grimsby, but they vacated the title due to before that. Uh, he was champion in Defiant Wrestling. He was a champion in WCPW Wrestling. He was a champion in ICW, Progress, World of Sport. Uh, he is the current WrestleGate heavy cha- uh, heavyweight champion. So again, I'm assuming that title is going to have to be vacated. And he was also the current free CW champion. So again, that title is going to be de- uh, have to be vacated. And 
you can see there are too many wrestling promotions in the UK. <laughs> All of them who are now missing their champion. <laughs> All of them are now missing their champion, indeed. So, Rampage Brown is coming to NXT UK. Right. Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews head down to the ring. They decide they're going to call out Eddie Dennis. Uh, Flash, uh, sorry, Mark Andrews is the mo- is the least intimidating person in wrestling. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's um, there is one slightly less intimidating. Marco Stunt. No, I'm sorry, Flash Morgan. It's just his promo. Actually, I was going to go with Rockstar Spud. <laughs> You're going to go with Rockstar Spud. Yeah, I, no, even they can sound more intimidating on the uh, microphone because, my gosh, Mark Andrews <laughs> just does not sound intimidating on the microphone. Flash Let Morgan Webster. And not did speak. A, <laughs> yeah. Flash Morgan Webster did a much better job. Eddie Dennis was. Clever, manipulative. He's delivering. He's looking great right now. He's delivering great uh, promos. He is. Um, his accusation um, of um, being a narcissist of Mandrews. Um, he was just brilliant in wording and giving a strong promo with a good rationale, yeah. and that's what makes a good promo. You've got to be a heel who thinks they're doing the right thing and thinks that they have things on their side. He did it well. You, he was so well. He articulated it just as well as Daniel did right there and then. He was very, he was brilliant. Uh, out came pretty deadly to obviously back Eddie Dennis up. So this prompted uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews to bring out The but Hunt or The F- British Bushwhackers. <laughs> that's gonna stick now i tell you it is they are the british bushwhackers and they turned on mark andrews and flash morgan webster and gave them a beat down and yeah. uh yeah the british bushwhackers pretty much decimated them uh because mark andrews is the least intimidating person in the world <laughs> of wrestling uh so, now, what happened with Pretty Deadly walking off during this? Yeah, I was about to bring this up. Who is Eddie Dennis's faction? Is it Pretty Deadly or is it the British Bushwhackers? I think it's got to be the Hunt, isn't it? Yes, I think Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly need to have. They're now going to go team up with Oz, earning Sam Gladwell, and. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to bring that up in just shortly. Uh, so sorry. Yeah, I've chopped ahead. <laughs> it, it does seem that way. Uh, it as I say, it was a good segment overall. Uh, mainly down to Eddie Dennis, who is he's doing a fantastic job with this storyline. Flash Morgan Webster was good, and uh, the British Bushwhackers did their job, didn't they? They uh, beat down the hunt. Eddie Dennis is kind of reminding me of how Eddie Kingston is in AEW at the moment. Um, he's coming across like he's forgetting that he's in wrestling and you can sort of just about forget that this is a scripted promo. He's coming across really well. Yeah. So big up Eddie Dennis. Uh, 
Viper. Uh, no, sorry. Piper Niven. I've written Viper. It is Piper Niven, not Viper. Used to be Viper. Now she's Piper Niven. Uh, so she was backstage. She was asked, you know, what she's planning right now. Well, it seems like she wants another shot at Kaylee LeRae. Kaylee Ray, sorry. And uh, But she's been called out by Nina Samuels last week. She didn't say she wanted another shot. Yeah, oh, no, she, that's true. She didn't say a shot. She just said she no. wanted to beat her up. She said, title reigns fade. Injuries can last forever. So... Gonna break her face. Dangerous words from a dangerous woman. Uh, little thing came up. Devlin returns a little bit later. We'll get into that. Uh, Sid Scarlett was backstage, and out came pretty deadly to say, "You know, we've earned our title shot." Then came Sam Bradwell. He's returned from an injury. Am I right? I. Does anyone actually really remember him beforehand? No, I didn't know who he was. He I came back. Oh, yeah. I was looking at him like, who's this guy with the haircut? And why is he calling people yogurts? <laughs> yeah. I was like, see you later, yogurts. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have the mohawk last time. No, I think that's what shocked so, me. This yeah, time. so Sam Bradwell is back. We don't remember him ever being there, but he is back. And yeah, he, he will, looks like uh, it gets, uh, we get it told later because Wolfgang and Mark Coffey came along as Gallas and went, Oi, what's that? You want us to sort us? And they wanted to sort it. Anyone? And they'll be able to sort it now that their big brother's coming back. Yeah, and Wolfgang does his bloody. Yeah, he's looking uh, dangerous at the moment. Uh, and isn't Joe Coffey actually the little brother? Don't be pedantic. Yes, <laughs> he's the little brother. He is the little brother. I, I thought he was. Uh, but yeah, he does have a little bit more talent than uh, Mark. So, yep, Joe returns next week. Uh, and the match is made a little bit later. We'll tell you about that uh, for next week. Next up was the date, well, the return of Dark Clouded Jordan Devlin because he is Dark Clouded from this point forward uh, due to situations that we all know about. I don't think we really have to talk about it. I don't think he's back. Uh, he looks like he's put on weight. He certainly uh, built some size. Uh, are you sure he's still actually under 205? Because he did look... Uh, he's not looking... He, he certainly, he's put on mass. Uh, and he went up against Levi Muir, who was making his debut. Uh, Le Levi Muir had a chance to be in the Olympic weightlifting team. I think he's good friends with uh, Big Wavy. Uh, yeah, big wavy from. Uh... I have no idea who Big Wavy is. <laughs> big Wavy is a wrestler, and he is—he's been on progress. He's—I uh, think he mainly works out of Leeds at the moment. 
Let's see if I can get. Uh, some. Let me Google. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, big wavy. Well, he was a weightlifter. He was a gold med- medal weightlifting champion, and he uh, did compete in progress for some time. Usually having the Wasteman challenge because he did usually MC and whatnot. Roy Johnson. Roy Johnson, that's it. Sorry, I couldn't remember. I do apologize, Roy Johnson. It's big wavy Roy Johnson. Uh, he did, I think he was part of the first NXT UK tournament or early on in NXT UK. I don't think he's performed there recently. Uh, but yeah, so he's a training partner of Lee by Muir, who basically got his ass kicked by Jordan Devlin. Uh, he Levi Muir did do one really impressive bit where he grabbed uh Devlin from the floor, lifted him up into uh like a side slam position, then lifted him up into the fireman's carry before pushing him up into the gorilla's press. Jordan Devlin did reverse it into a crucifix, but that looked good. So I think there's, I think Levi Muir might be someone to keep an eye on. He looked very athletic. He looked powerful. He looked like he had a bit of charisma about him when he was coming out. Didn't seem phased that this was his debut and he was going to get his ass kicked by Jordan Devlin, which he did. Because uh, it was just basically a squash match. Jordan Devlin put on the clover leaf. The four, or... They don't call that the four leaf clover. No, it's the uh, Texas clover. I know it's the Texas clover, but they've got to change it to the four, four leaf, leaf clover. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's also used by NWA champion uh, Nick Aldis, and he calls it the uh, Kingsling clover leaf. <laughs> Is he still NWA champion? Yeah, they because they, they haven't uh, been running at the moment. Uh, I think they because yeah, I thought that's a long time. How long is he... he's been a champion for? Yeah, as you say. Uh... Well, he did lose it to um, Cody for a little while. Hmm. Right. And then he didn't lose it to Marcy, but he. Was close. He was close. It was a great match. Uh, it seems that he, since on the 12th of June, it was the 600th day of his championship reign since he won it back from Cody. So, yes, he has been a champion for a long, long time now. It's well deserved. Uh, he's been uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, amazing as a champion. Holding that brand up. Yeah. <laughs> he is a great British wrestler and he holds himself well. Mm. Yep. And yeah, uh, the NWA right now really would probably be nothing without Nick Aldis. And Nick Aldis really flies the fag for British wrestling, for the NWA. And for that, we salute him. Yes. Even though he was oblivion in Gladiators. <laughs> Did anyone actually remember the remake of Gladiators with, uh, yeah, as I say, uh, the big O, Oblivion, was actually Nick Aldis. Which is why he then came as Magnus, a gladiator, to TNA. 
Exactly. Okay, so following on from the uh, situation with Pretty Deadly and Galas, a six-man tag match has been made for next week. Uh, so Galas match. Yep. Uh, so Galas versus Sam Gradwell versus Pretty Deadly. So are Galas are going to be heel. I mean, faces now. Are they going to be? And as I say, who is Sam Gradwell and why does he keep calling people yogurts? We do not. Yogurts. yogurts. I did love it for that though. I did think that's that, that's got a little bit of my vote now because he called someone a yogurt and that's just amazing. See you later, yogurts. Can you imagine the Americans sitting there. Why is what? <laughs> Okay. Uh, also, next week is Noam Dar versus Alpha Kid. A Kid, Alpha Kid. I'm calling it. I'm, uh, in the Heritage Cup semi-final, my pick versus Daniel's pick for the Heritage Cup. And so, me versus Daniel. We'll see who comes out on top next week. I've just had a quick look in the Urban Dictionary, and yogurt is in there. As somebody that acts stupid and does stupid things, or is just a weird yet funny way of insulting someone. Yeah. And so we yep. like him for calling people yep. yogurts. <laughs> okay. Now it's on to the main event. The main event. What a main event. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I can't relive that brutality. Oh my God. The yeah. reinvention of violence. Be... Yeah. I'm going to jump in and just, because uh, it's something you brought up, Daniel, uh, a little while back. Referees trying to sound like they're American. <laughs> and they are. Oh, my God. That referee was annoying me with his fake American accent. Can I just say there was one thing that I did that I, did make me laugh with the ref. Um, as we'll get into the match, we'll find out that poor, poor Ilya Dragunov was getting a bit of a pasting. But there's one bit where they're outside and he, Ilya's fucked. He's draped down. He's proper struggling. Walter's gone out there beating on him. And the rest said, get in here now. Get in here now, Walter. Get in. So Walter's done as he's told, got back in the ring. And then he's just turned around and you just hear him go, and you too, to Ilya. And Ilya's sort of... <laughs> Leaning on the, the thing, he's completely fucked. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You just see him nodding his head and then trying to cram. Sure, and you too, get back in. Right. So I'm going to jump in and, and go. This is another thing that we wouldn't have got without the fact that we don't have the audience. Yes, this true, is this yeah. week's amusing thing that we've managed to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Let's yeah, to the say, match. <laughs> this match got a five-star rating from uh, Mr. Dave Meltzer. And this surprises me. Not because of the match, because it was a brilliant match. The reason it surprises me that Dave Meltzer gave this five stars is, one, it was in Japan. Two, there were no dives. Three, there were no super kicks. And four, there were no flips. <laughs> I think there was a flip. I think I think Walter hit Dragonov so hard at one point. Turned him inside out. Yeah, quite a few. I think there was quite a few times. Uh, one of the things I just noticed... quickly um, before it started, when they were coming out, um, I did love the way that they displayed the whole um, uh, NXT UK belt on the back wall. Mm. It's a little thing, but it looked so good. Just that massive projection of the belt taking up the whole thing. 
and reminding you of the importance of the match being a title match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, I mean, there were actually barely any wrestling in this match, bar a few no. suplexes. And some good suplexes. At some that. really, really good suplexes from both of them. It was just, it was brutal from the beginning. Uh, I really like that that rope spot they did in the early point where Walter just sort of like threw and straight yeah. into the bottom of the ropes. I thought that was brilliant. I've got, I don't, don't remember seeing that before. And it looked vicious the way Walter did it and the way uh, Dragunov reacted. Well, that was it. Wasn't that set up the theme for the match. That, you know, it, After that, yeah. Heck, and that was it. That was the target for the entire time. Walter jumped on his throat at one point, or stamped on it. Sorry, you know, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I, I literally the next the next part I put is these two looked like they were trying to kill each other, and that was yeah. the difference between this match and the girls' match at the beginning of the show. Yes, these guys yeah. made it out that they wanted to win the match. Now, that's a little unfair because these guys have wrestled this match once or twice before. And I believe that was the first time the girls had had done. Yes, I'll give you that. But, you know, as I say, that looked like a practice match. This looked like they were trying to kill each other. This looked like a competitive match. Uh, The first match, it kind of just went through the motions of... Yeah, it didn't look that competitive. Yeah, but they <laughs> literally just slap the absolute shit out of each other. Mm. I don't think there was any holding back on slaps during that match. I think they just went, we will slap each other as hard as we can slap each other. We're not going to punch each other. We're going to slap each other. About five just... minutes in, um, there was a sleeper suplex um, oh, yep, that yep. was to <laughs> And Dragunov seemed to land on his head. And I just thought at that point, wow, Dragunov's going to get really hurt in this match. <laughs> just a bit. Seldon, yeah. you were going to say I'm... something there, sorry. Yeah, no. The, um, Walter, later on, he does a... Well, you can't call it a clothesline from hell because JBL <laughs> never, ever, ever hit anyone like this with a clothesline. <laughs> I mean... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> clothesline from seven hells maybe yeah straight into it was just unreal i've never seen anything like this in wrestling before it was no disgusting i, 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 least. I, I, I want to <laughs> know enjoyable. how is Ilya not dead <laughs> yeah. oh his neck on the middle rope oh yeah. it was just oh. yeah oh uh, it i don't oh. know how they 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 managed to do half this stuff safely. Mm. No, they didn't. <laughs> well, I didn't say it wasn't. They just went full gear. It didn't seem yeah. like they were holding back whatsoever. It looked so real. There Ooh. hasn't been a match like this in WWE since um, ECW One Night Stand with Mike Awesome versus Masa Tanaka. And this was as violent without weapons mm, i yes. have not seen a match this violent without any form of foreign object ever yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. as i say even Ilya got some great offense in on walter but i just thought walter was going to kill Ilya 
he was oh. absolutely battering him. Uh, I, I couldn't believe when Ilya kicked out of the power bombs and then the splash combo. I was like, yeah. how? How is it? There was a great call at that point from Nigel McGuinness. Matches like this make me glad I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> Matches God. like that retire people. I'm su- I'm pretty sure Ilya is now retired. Yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> how he long, needs do, you, to how long do you think he's going to be out for? If God. they do it properly, he's got to be gone until next year. I'd yeah, say January sort of time coming month, back. January. Maybe yeah. even yeah. Maybe even a Royal Rumble spot. Yeah. Maybe send him to NXT US. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't I don't think he's the man to take the title from Walter. Obviously, no, he not now. because Walter retained via a sleeper hold. That literally, that <laughs> by that point, Ilya was dead, and the referee just went, "No, stop yeah. this! Just, yeah. just leave yeah. him alone." Ilya passed leave him out, alone. and Walter squeezed all of his blood out of his mouth. He was yeah. just like a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> squeezing the last remnants out. <laughs> it was, as I say, it was levels of violence uh, I've not seen in WWE. I've seen, you know, matches in, you know, the New Japan and All Japan particularly. Matches like this, All Japan are great for that. Uh, I've seen matches like this in progress, including uh, Ilya versus Water in progress. Uh So we haven't. There was definitely no thigh slapping there, was there? No, they didn't have to. No. No. But I think they finally brought in the man. uh, That's going to defeat Walter. What? Rampage Rampage Brown. Rampage Brown. Because can you imagine the next UK takeover? The pop he would get if he defeated Walter, bringing up the history as the old man of British wrestling, yes. and the, yeah, you know, we need a British person to beat him for the British title. Pete Dunne's obviously gone now. Yep. Yeah. Having appeared on NXT US this week, which means he isn't going to be available for NXT UK for a little while, because even if he flew back. We now have the new UK lockdown coming on Thursday. Um, We don't appear to have um, Tyler Bate available at the moment. No, he still still seems to be absent uh, for some reason. So, yeah, bringing in Rampage and putting him straight into the main event scene, um, you could have him with his backup against Imperium using... Ashton and um, uh, Oliver Carter. Thank you. Keep thinking of Oliver Carter. I I, know. I wouldn't mind them as of as like a similar fact. They don't have to be a faction, but he can bring them in as uh, you know friends of his who can help him out during some six man. What help are they going to give him? They've lost every bloody time they've fought. They're no help. They're a cup of yogurts. You, know? <laughs> you, you need a trifecta. Everyone come back and be good. Yeah. Right. That so way, they break one of them. They've got a spare. That was NXT <laughs> UK. Okay. Hang on. We didn't. Did we, we didn't give our how many lumps. Yes, I was. Gonna, I was just about to do that. That was NXT right. UK. 
guys, first match. Aoife Valkyrie oh. versus Danny Luna. How many sugars in your cup of tea? Two lumps. Two lumps. Two lumps for me as well. Right. Rampage Brown come in to NXT UK. How many lumps? An entire bowlful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I'm gonna Not get seen him. I'm gonna give it five because it's Rampage Brown coming to NXT UK. Uh, Very right. good. <laughs> Levi Muir versus Jordan Devlin. Uh Two and a half lumps. Two and a half lumps. Yeah. I'm choosing not to give a review on this one. I almost did the same, but I'm, yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, the main event of the night, Ilya Dragunov versus Volta. How many lumps of sugar in your tea? That's five lumps. And um, strangely enough, it's the same amount of lumps of shit that Ilya had smashed out of him. <laughs> Five lumps of shit. Damn right. Yeah, I, I probably do believe Ilya did probably crap himself after <laughs> at one point during that match. Uh, his, his, his lungs and his heart are now yeah. detached <laughs> and they're falling out of his arsehole because he was slapped that hard. Uh, Daniel, so... I will go for five lumps as well. Five lumps also being the same number as the fingerprints now permanently um, <laughs> pushed into Dragunov's chest. Indeed. Uh, and show, oh, so five, five for me as well. Show overall, lads. What do you give the show overall? I'm going to go for probably three and a half, four lumps, just because it was only the main event that, that did it for me yeah. this week. But, you know, you finish on a high, you go away thinking, next week, can't wait. And I've forgotten about the beginning bit, so yeah. Okay, some WWE UK news. Dan needs to... Oh, sorry. Go on, Dan. Sorry, I missed you. Yeah, so do you. Yeah. (laughs) um, I wanted to give that one... You you can't base it all off the one match, but you can base it all off the one match. And Rampage is coming! So um, I'm going to let it have four stars. (sighs) I'm going to go in between. Three and three quarters. There we go. Okay, so some UK WWE news. Pete Dunne has returned to, shall we call it main roster NXT? Can if you want. Let's just call it main roster NXT. So Pete Dunne has made his return to main roster NXT and he has turned heel at the same time. As he uh, looked like he was going to come out and back up undisputed Kyle O'Reilly against uh, Pat McAfee and Danny Birch and Oni Lawson. But once they walked away and Kyle O'Reilly dropped his chair, bam, Pete Dunn dropped him. Yep, they beat the crap out of him. He targeted the arm. They hit the double uh, elevated DDT and looking forward to seeing what comes of that with... uh, Do you think... It's kind of a cool little faction. Oni... uh, uh, So, yeah, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch and Pete Dunn. 
Pat I McAfee really like, be the mouth. Yeah, I really like um, Danny Birch and Ernie Lorcan. I think they've been a really good team together. Um, they complement each other, and I think Pete Dunne will work with them well. Mm. Pat McAfee, as far as um, a celebrity coming in, has been brilliant, as you mentioned before, Steve. Yeah. He has been been fantastic. So I'm assuming, obviously, he's been brought in to replace uh, Rich Holland, who got injured, uh, which is a shame because Rich Holland would be absolutely brilliant muscle for that group. So hopefully when Rich does return, maybe they go with that uh, once McAfee parts ways a little bit. We can bring in Rich as uh, a muscle for Pete Dunn's. British strong stable. Then, yeah, but you haven't got a mouthpiece though. No, uh, I mean Dunn's not too bad on the mic. He'd be, he'd, I think he would uh, do most of it. Anyway, so WWE have filed some trademarks for the NXT UK show. One of them being Nina Samuels, the other being Rampage Brown. Yay! And. <laughs> Somebody who hasn't made her a first any appearances quite yet, but Aaliyah James Ooh. has had her name trademarked by the NXT UK. We've mentioned her as part of the Rev Pro Epic Encounters matches. She's been on uh, at least one and two and three. She was fantastic young star. Great look. She's going to be an excellent uh, addition to the uh, UK w- women's division, as will Daniel. Do you want to break the news for that one? Yeah, why not? Um, Yoshi legend Miko Satomura. Have I pronounced that correctly? You have Miko Satomura yes. or Satomura um, Miko. Is allegedly now coming to NXT UK um, to be an in-ring talent and a coach. Um, it's been reported by Tokyo Sports. Uh, it's great um, to have that kind of experience. Um, Sat, Sat, Satomura has been wrestling for many, many years, um, and she's going to have to step away from the Sendai Girls promotion that she's been wrestling with. I think she actually runs Sendai Girls. I think it's her promotion. Do you? I think oh. it might be. I'll check it out while you carry on. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, she will be coming over um, as a trainer and an in-ring talent. Now, to give some of the Japanese um, training to competitors that are coming up, like Aoife, um, like Danny, it could be great. Danny Luna with Japanese-style training, she could be the next Kong. She, yeah, she really could. Uh, uh, Mako Satomura is amazing. She she appeared off the of WCW when she was 16 years old. Uh, uh, she was in the second of the May Young Classics. Yep. Where she was beaten by Tony Storm in the semifinals. Uh, but she looked amazing before that, even uh, as the veteran of the ring during that tournament. She was a progress champion for quite some time over in the UK. She has plenty of experience in the UK. She regularly takes UK girls over to Japan to train them. Uh, most recently, Millie McKenzie uh, with 
Eddie Kingston's daughter, Charlie Evans, as part of the Medusa complex. And uh, they're part of the Sendai Girls. They're back in the UK at the moment, as far as I'm aware. Uh, and it's just, yeah, as a performer and as a trainer, brilliant signing for NXT UK. Uh, you can't really uh, have much better. No. Right. Uh, we have been running quite a long time, so we're going to try and do Drew McIntyre shortly. Uh, Stephen, do you want to tell us about the chronicles of uh, Drew McIntyre? Yeah. Um, this was covering basically his run to WrestleMania. Um, and it just made me feel so sorry for the guy. Yeah, you know, after everything he went through, being released and having to refind himself down in the Indies and come back, you know, fights his way to the top. He's going to get that WrestleMania spot because he was the chosen one years ago and had to do it in silence. And I just thought, oh, the poor guy, you know, he needs that pop. He needs that moment. Um, yeah. yeah. I assume this is why uh, we we did watch Hell in a Cell. Uh, it was a great Hell in a Cell. Uh, I actually, because to to make sure that I enjoyed that, I actually watched that first and then mm. went back and watched the rest of Hell in a Cell so that I was um, inspired by what happened earlier. I could watch the, the Drew McIntyre match as a separate thing as the first cage match for me. And it was fantastic. Uh Loved the Undertaker HBK spot uh, where McIntyre did the HBK crashing through the tables while they're descending the uh, cage. Uh, it was brilliant. I, what do you think of his run as a champion and this thing? I think it's been brilliant. He's held Raw together. He's been the best thing on Raw. Yeah, definitely. Raw only is a, on Raw. Yeah, I was going to say Raw is a shit show. Yeah. Apart from Drew McIntyre, he, he's he's done well. You know, as as the first British champ, fantastic. Mm, he's, he's really held his own and um, deserves it. Can you remember yeah. his debut? I, I remember. I, I don't remember actually his first debut when he tag teamed with Brookside. No, not Brookside. Uh... I can't remember who his partner was. Oh, British legends, been around forever. Yeah, uh, but I do remember him coming in as the chosen one, as Vince mm. McMahon's number one guy. I remember that. I remember the tag team run he had with Cody Rhodes. Wasn't that when me and you were watching it? Yeah, I think it was. It was that long ago, wasn't came, it? <laughs> he just about started at that time when we were probably on our way out of watching it again. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I do remember his debut, his tag team with Rhodes. Mm. Uh, and I, I kept my eye on the WWE, even when I weren't watching it properly, uh, just keeping an eye on things. And I saw him going down and down and down the uh, the ladder at one point. Obviously, his free MB, which yes. led to his release. Well, uh, on that chronicle, there was a bit where um, Jinder... Him and Jinder are having a chat, you know. I think Jinder's come around his house and they just and they were talking about, you know, you came back and made it as champ. I came back and made it as champ. And then they sort of looked at each other. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, yeah, 
He's on his road to WrestleMania. He's gone down to, to, to um, Impact. Impact Wrestling. He looks fantastic. He's got himself in great shape. He's yep. going to be coming back at some point to become a champion. Two years' time. WrestleMania. <laughs> it will be main event. Drew Mc... yeah, Drew McIntyre versus Heath Slater for the title. And Jinder Mahal will interfere. Mm. <laughs> That's no, we have a uh, three-way match. Three-way dance. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> and you know who the special guest referee will be? Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's God. always Hornswoggle. Uh, so I watched the other documentary, the Chosen One documentary, the detailed, obviously, his rise up through the ranks, through FCW, uh, coming back in as the Chosen One and spoke of obviously his fall down the ladder they did you know overcover a few things they didn't really talk about his impact run they didn't talk about uh his run with wcpw obviously it was actually in wcpw where he broke his neck uh it was joseph connors who broke his neck with a, a ddt move yeah. uh, when he came back, obviously, fanta- uh, the injury actually did him a favor because it got him, it stopped him wrestling for a little while. He managed to clean himself up a bit and he got himself in great shape. ICW, Evolve Wrestling, uh, which is another one I watched the best of Evolve, the best of Drew McIntyre and Evolve. Uh, there's some great matches on there against the likes of Cassius Ono. Ricochet, Roddick Strong, Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, and now going as Riddle. I hate that. I know. Uh, What did you catch up on on uh, the... I watched the same one as you, and I really did enjoy um, not just seeing the wrestling part, but seeing him growing up in the air. Um, showing how he lived with his mum and his brother in this tiny little flat and how his mum's disability, um, how they used the space in the flat. It was good seeing... um, It's never good seeing backyard wrestling, but it was nice seeing backyard (laughs) wrestling of him when he was younger. So that's... Yeah, I watched the same documentary as you. However, I'm trying to get the nerve up to watch the other Drew McIntyre thing on the network which is where he has a seance. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'll miss that one. <laughs> Drew, Drew and A. Mm. I think it's cool. So, yeah, so, uh, he, he's interviewed a few people, but he's actually got a full-on seance. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can see how excited I am for it. I mean, Daniel, what It'll be you... brilliant, that yeah. man. Stop mm-hmm. it. It's entertainment. Indeed. We got the F8 and got the E in, right? Indeed. So entertainment. F-L-E-N, entertainment. Yeah. What have you thought of his run, Daniel? Overall, um, I think it's been okay. Um, I think it had the potential to be much greater. If you put him and Seamus together, if you look at the fact they came up together, they came in at the same time, yeah, and just look at the at the numbers and the numbers of championships and the success rate. I am not knocking Sheamus. Okay, Sheamus is a good wrestler. He's amazing. Sheamus 
is a fantastic, fantastic wrestler with a great personality. Drew McIntyre is a better wrestler. Yes. Uh, Seamus is kind of like that warrior mode. Well, much better than warrior. Sorry, I'm not putting it like that. But it's quite basic, isn't it? It's that quite powerful. I'm going to club you. I'm going to boot you with my uh, bro kick. Uh, Drew McIntyre is much more technical. Uh, Yeah. Size, great talker. I think that he should have gone further than he did over time. I enjoyed his work in TNA. Um, I enjoyed his work in WCPW. And what I have seen since he's come back to the main roster has been good. Um, His match with Andrade um, at NXT um, takeover when he ended up having his elbow wrenched so badly. Um, It was so well arranged during the match and he is a really underrated technical wrestler he should have had a better career than he has done so far yes he now has a championship um let's see where it goes from here i think it'll be the first of many yeah i could see him uh i think they're probably going to keep the title off him up until wrestlemania or uh, when I think they're, they're going to wait until the crowds are back. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're moment. going to try and get the crowds back and give him his moment. At, and yeah, I think this will be the first of many. I reckon he'll end up with about a five title run. What do you guys think? Mm, yeah, that seems about fair. Hope so. Um, I don't think he will get it at Mania. I think he'll get it at the UK pay-per-view, which is going to happen next year. WWE are so high on doing a full UK pay-per-view. Yeah. Originally, it was going to be headlined with Drew versus Tyson Fury. But her, him uh, versus uh, Sheamus would make a great main event for a... Uh... Him versus a returning Wade Barrett for a one-off. Yeah, that, or, again, or... would be an incredible uh, incredible main event. Uh, I'd love yeah. to see that. I'd love to see Wade Barrett back in the wing. Uh, but overall, yeah, I've uh, really... As far as I'm aware, because I haven't been catching most of it, just glimpses, he's held Raw together. He's been the only good thing on Raw. And he has, despite the lockdown thing, he's had a great run with the title. He's had some great matches, particularly against Randy Orton. Uh, I know a lot of people are annoyed that Randy Orton got the title and they say Randy Orton's more. I love Randy Orton. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. Uh he just doesn't he's doing he, the best so he doesn't career. do the super kicks or the dives. He's just a very he's a really good worker around the ring. He controls the ring really, really well. Do people hate Randy Orton? Are people meant to hate Randy Orton? Yes. Yeah, but are they hating him because they're meant to, or do they hate him because they Does hate it him? I, I think it's the new generation of fans that want wrestling to be 100 miles an hour with 50 flips, 20 super kicks, and 100 dives. And that's not Randy Orton. That's never going to be Randy oh. Orton. He controls the ring. Uh, he's very he's old school. And I think he'll, he'll appeal to people like myself and us because the way he's... Re- he's, he's just brilliant. Oh, he is good. He's a ring he general. Ha- but he can have a boring match. He can, yes. 
Uh, I, I think, mean, WrestleMania think... was oh, oh I was like God. I was hyping it up to my, my son. I was like, oh yeah, this is coming, and he sat there and go, "Is it over yet, Dad? Is it over yet, Dad?" And I was like, "No." Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really needs they they need to do an Edge and Randy Orton match to give him there. Anyway. But Drew McIntyre, he's been fantastic. He's been a great champion. I'm sure he will get that title run again, whether it be, I think, probably WrestleMania. I don't think he'll win the Royal Rumble. He might do. You never know. He might go that route again. Uh, but Oh, just quickly, saying the Royal Rumble, one of the bits on the in the Chronicle documentary, they showed a pub in Scotland. Oh, and yeah. Rumble. And the way the guys, they erupted like, it was like Scotland had won the World Cup. You know, pints of beer flying everywhere. And I was like, I would have loved to have been in that pub. That would have been an awesome night. It's also probably because it's the closest that Scotland will ever get to winning the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, uh, we went to we uh, we went to a WrestleMania at a pub once. Uh, yes. It was yes. the first time <laughs> we'd uh, watched wrestling together in years. And we just... Yes. I saw it at our local pub. I was just like, Darren, should we go watch WrestleMania? We just turned up there like, have you got tickets? Well, what, you were supposed to buy tickets? Are you guys we drinking? We were so old, though. Yeah, and they were like, like, we're not drinking. We just want to come and watch the wrestling. And they're like, oh, uh, all right, then. We'll let you. <laughs> so that was nice of them. We apparently had to get tickets, but we turned up on the day... Don't tell the licensing officer <laughs> Don't that we were allowed in a pub that was supposed to sell tickets. <laughs> I happen to know which pub that was as well because I have been there to watch a wrestling event as well. I watched the Rumble there. Uh, we, were, it was, we watched the Mania where the Hardys returned. Yes. And we were so rock and roll drinking coffee all night long just so we didn't fall asleep. Yeah. And now, Amy, um, my wife, who has um, appeared on this podcast before, when the Hardys came back at that Rumble, I knew in advance because I'd already watched it. Uh, she watched it the next day and she had no idea. Mm. She lost her shit. <laughs> Bless her. She was, yeah, I'll let her tell the story, but yeah, she, she was very, very excited. Did she do a little sex week? I think it's quite possible. Um, she, she was properly she was more excited than i was when i saw the rampage brown of his side <laughs> we need we wow. need to bring her back on the show maybe next week maybe with the guy that had went on the wrestlemania trip with uh, wrestling travel trying to contact daryl about that um i think he'll probably have a whole load of free time coming up bearing in mind he works in pubs <laughs> oh god uh, so well, hopefully hopefully we'll have somebody who's been on rest uh a wrestling travel uh what tour yeah. uh, went to WrestleMania with them? We're hoping to bring somebody in like that so you can hear from them. Love to bring Amy Allen back, but for now, we've been three old men drinking tea, talking about men in tights. We've hope you had a great time. We've had a great time. My name is Andrew Moore. You can find me on Twitter at the Great British Ataku GB Ataku eighty two. Uh, you can find my company Kuru Media at. Kuru Media UK or Kuru Media in Google. And you can also find my wrestling articles for bodyslam.net. Stephen. I have been. Oh, what? Yeah, no, you can find me. Sorry. <laughs> You're the tribal chief of the Big Fat Geeks.
And you can find him... At whatever man on Twitter or joining the Facebook group. The Facebook group, My Big Fat Geek Life on Facebook. And uh, it's at whatever man to get a hold of Stephen Salden on Twitter. Daniel. I have just had a message from Daryl Tarrant, my friend who went to um, oh. WrestleMania. And he would be well up for joining us on the podcast. And if you want to know more about this, you can listen again next week. And if you want to hear my random ramblings from politics to wrestling to geekiness, please follow me at Garden City Dan on Twitter. Indeed. And don't forget to check out our other podcast, The Big Fat Geek Week. Uh, which is drops on the exact same day as T and Types, where we talk about all the geeky weekly news uh, and much more as we just rant on about everything geeky. So check that out. That's the Big Fat Geek Week. As I say, we're three old men. We drink tea. We watch men in tights and women. We hope you have a great night and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.